0: Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions, 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, good morning, gardeners. Uh, Welcome to or welcome back to Gardening Naturally. One word today, cold. That's all we gotta think about. It is gonna be cold. This will be the crop breaker For those of you who have been managing to keep certain crops going, this will be the test. Um, My peppers already froze. My tomatoes already froze, but I didn't cover them. I was amazed. We're, we were still picking tomatoes. Let's see. We were out there today is Saturday. We were out there Thursday picking tomatoes. It was amazing. Now, some of them are a little green, and they're turning red in the house, but I got tomatoes from the same plant in two different years. That's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Let's go to the phone. This is James. James, what can I help you with?
2: Good morning, Jeff. Um, Last year, uh, the... Tomato uh fruit worm beat me up pretty bad on the on the tomato crop. I wasn't ready for it, and I didn't know what to do but this year we've we've got uh moth traps and pheromones coming, and then we've got the the knowledge of how to set the traps out, and use the pheromones to monitor uh, the moth when it comes to town. So hopefully we'll be in a little bit better shape to put on the BT and, and, uh, try to knock them down a little bit. The plan was to, uh, spray BT at the same time we're spraying compost tea. Uh, I talked with, uh, Luke at compost tea labs and he said, uh, if we put the BT in, the Fifty-gallon compost tea tank. About twenty minutes before we spray it, it ought to be just about right. Uh, then go ahead and put the the BT and compost tea out, and that'll that'll do a lot. Um, my question to you is: Do uh, do I need a certain amount of molasses at the end of that brew to uh, act as a sticker spreader for that uh, combination on the plants?
1: That is James. That is a really good question. Um, I don't know if, I don't know how much you would need to cause it's kind of hard to understand how much molasses sticks. If that makes any sense, there shouldn't be any harm in putting some in there because the plants will take up the molasses also foliar feeding, all those combinations should work really well. Now, you could, I don't know if it's worth it. I would rather just use some molasses since they get a double benefit. You know that they have uh, horticultural wetting agents. You put them in your uh, whatever liquid you're using, and it will help it spread across the plant. Um, I don't have a value as in X number of ounces of molasses per gallon of tea, but, um, you would, you could apply molasses at an ounce per gallon if you were applying just molasses. So considering what you're trying to do, you will not harm anything at that rate you will get the benefit of the molasses and it will it will help spread across and stay on the plant you're spraying
2: jeff we've been told all these years that uh that the molasses uh incorporated with the uh, bt helps to keep the bt it helps to keep it alive a little bit longer And is is, it not correct in understanding that?
1: No, that's not actually what the molasses will do for the BT. The thing about the BT is it's actually a protein. It's not the entire uh, bacillus thuringiensis. I know that sounds strange, but it's actually the protein that is produced that takes care of the caterpillars. So yes, there is live BT in there, but that's not the part we're looking for to actually kill the the caterpillars. Lepidoptera is the technical name. Um, so the, you, you should not rely on the idea that because I put some BT in this, that the, the BT will last longer because of the molasses. The BT breaks down in sunlight. So that is something that's going to happen regardless of what you add to it.
2: Okay. I can play around with those recommendations. uh, uh, And, and see what I can come up with, but uh, it seems like uh, if you're going to spray BT, you might as well spray uh you know, your compost tea at the same time.
1: Correct. We used to do this, uh, get asked this question, and have to go look it up. But most, most of the organics like BT and molasses and compost tea, and um, products like that can be mixed together and remain effective. So if you wanted to ensure that you were getting everything, if you wanted to reduce the amount of labor you were putting in, that was one way to do it, to go ahead and uh, blend the components and you will still get the results you're looking for. One product will not cancel out the other. At least when it comes to BT.
2: Well, that's great. You've you've answered uh you've answered all my questions and uh I appreciate it and uh, I'm going to get started with uh, the 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 traps for the uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the pheromones uh, and uh hopefully we can monitor that trap and and see when the the male moths are coming in so we'll know uh, what's going on I, i'm i haven't been trapping and monitoring but i think that's probably the wise thing to do
1: yeah it'll give you a good heads up that'll let you be prepared just uh check the trap if there's something in there it's time to spray
2: Okay, that's good advice, Jeff,
1: and thanks a lot. You bet, James. Thanks for the call. Um, Mo, I see you there, but I need to take a break. If you can hang on, I'll catch you on the other side. We'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's see here. Let's go to the phone. This is Mo. Mo, what can I help you with?
3: Question about the freeze. Um, probably answered these already, but I just tuned in. Um,
1: I have some old bed sheets. Can I use those to cover my shrubs? If you need to cover your shrubs, yes, they will help and they okay. they can work like the frost cloth does uh don't expect as much warm but they can help protect in the worst of the freeze
3: okay and uh also i have like these tarps um i don't know what type of material they are they're not canvas but the kind of tarps you use it, you get at home depot do those work yes. also
1: yes they okay. will they will help uh, contain heat underneath them and they also help prevent the wind from blowing so bad and drying the plants out. Yeah,
3: okay. Um, and Before that, if the tarps or the, or the sheets touch the leaves, it will burn those leaves, but at least you save the plant, right?
1: Correct, correct. Um, and those leaves You may just get a little tip of one leaf to burn, or you may lose an entire leaf, but the plant itself will be fine, and you can clip that out and it'll replace it when it's ready. Right, okay. And then also, Jeff, I think
3: what is also helpful before I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry you dropped out.
3: Uh, you said that seaweed is also helpful.
1: It is. Um, there would be no loss in doing a foliar feed of seaweed before all this cold kicks in. It would be better if you had a regular schedule on your plants. Say once a month, you provided them with some. That will give you longer term protection from both the cold and and the heat. So. Yes, a benefit to spray the seaweed to help the plant handle the cold. Oh, I lost you. Uh, yes, it would be a benefit
3: to spray, the
1: to spray the plant to help protect them from the cold. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for the call. Yeah, folks, seaweed seaweed is an antifreeze okay it will help the plants be able to move uh the nutrients and water and things throughout the plant in this cold in other words it can keep them from freezing it'll help prevent a lot of damage but you really want to be doing this you don't want to do it right before it gets cold oh it's going to get cold i got to do this Get it is on a regular schedule. Once a month, once a month, it will build up in the plant and you will be amazed at the plant's ability to handle not just cold weather, but really hot weather. The seaweed is blood pressure regulator. In the summer, we consider it to act like Gatorade and in the winter, it's kind of like hot chocolate or warm tea, it will keep the plant's vascular system working and moving fluids through it, which is, that's where the damage comes when we're talking about a freeze. The freeze stops nutrients from moving through the plants. Let's go to the phone. This is Bob. Bob, what can I help you with?
4: Jeff, uh, during the or after the freeze apocalypse a couple of years ago, I was shocked that uh, my soapberry tree that I got from tree folks, sitting in a little one gallon pot, I really, really didn't pay much attention to it. Did not cover it or anything, and that thing survived the freeze apocalypse. The next summer, it was still growing fine in its little one gallon pot, which is just pretty mind boggling to me.
1: You know, that's a plant native to our area, and it's one that, because it is from here, can handle the weather that occurs here. Now, there were some trees that we all expected to survive, and they didn't. That was really crushing. You know, I had a beautiful Monterey oak. Now I have a really big tree stump because it couldn't make it. But I have, I have other plants that was like, oh, wow, this is still growing. That, it shouldn't be here. So, yeah, that happens. That happens. And that just means it's a good, strong tree.
4: Right. And so I've been thinking about this since that episode. It's like I'm a software developer also. And uh, I was like, I wonder if I should write a website that allows people to key in. You know, like what made it? You know, know, super strong plants that were uh, surprising. I'm just trying to figure out whether that would be helpful for the central Texas area or is it just, you know, me thinking of uh, more projects to do?
1: (laughs) That would be beneficial. To be honest with you, um, when we had 2011, when it was the drought, when it was the heat, when it was just, a disaster, we had a list of plants that we kept on a clipboard and people would come in and say, hey, I have this particular tree and I haven't watered it and it's done great. This shrub has worked. And we kept a list of ones that survived the heat. We didn't keep a list of ones that survived the cold. So, yeah, there's always a benefit to it. I wouldn't expect to suddenly become a bazillionaire from it, but it will be beneficial
4: right i'm 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 on sale and you're kind of cutting out or I'm cutting out on you, but anyway, yeah, it <clears throat> sounds like a, a a fun project that may be, uh may be beneficial and uh you know if I, if I get it running, I'll ping in and let you know, maybe we can spread the word that. People can key in the super-strong plants that they have so that other people can purchase those varieties as opposed to, you know, some of the other varieties that didn't make it.
1: Good point. That's a good point. So uh, have at it. Let us know where you are with it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. See you later. You bet. Thanks for the call. Let's go to the phone. This is Paul. Paul, what can I help you with? Uh, good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? <laughs> Another, uh, I'm cold, to tell you the truth, Paul. Well, I'm cold, but other than that, I'm good. Yes, it's going to get colder. Um, my question is:
3: I have a pride of Barbados out in the backyard, and I remember when we had that big, big freeze a few years back. I had to cut. I cut it down to the ground, about four inches above the ground, and covered it up with a bunch of leaves, and then even put some cans over them to protect it because the roots are kind of sensitive. Is that true? Do I need to do that again?
1: No, here's the deal. Whether you (laughs) cut it back or not, a a bird of paradise would have frozen. Okay. Now we have a problem. You don't mean the bird of paradise potted plant, correct? This is no. one that you have? Well, uh, okay. I call it Bird Bernab- of Barbados, I guess is the oh,
3: name. It's correct, outside, correct, not correct. the Birds of Paradise potted plant. I, I get them Got confused. It.
1: Your, your Pride of Barbados yes. would have frozen to the ground anyway. That's how it normally grows around here. It will freeze to the ground, and as soon as the weather hits the right temperatures, it'll come up again. Some of the really old ones, there are some huge ones in this town. Each year, they should get a little bit bigger when they come back. So before long, you've got a six to eight foot tall pride of Barbados blooming like crazy. It is a super hot weather plant. So it will, when it's this cold, it's going to freeze to the ground. Now, you—if it's been in the ground more than a year, you shouldn't have to get all excited about it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the way you did that. That's that, thats one way to help it go. Cut it back with the for freeze. Cover the roots with a lot of mulch to help keep them from freezing and yeah. it should come back but that is the normal growth pattern of the plant freezes to the ground actually it goes dormant and it'll come back up in the spring when it gets warmer so Paul, I'm, i don't even have to uh, cut sorry. it back after it freezes no to the it'll fr- it'll freeze on its own you can cut off the dead then okay well, I'm at the bottom of the hour. Got a break for the news. Thank you for the call, folks. We'll be right
0: back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody um let's go to the phone this is susan susan what can i help you with
5: hi good morning i have a pride of barbados um that lived through 2021 in a pot and i thought it died so i just put it in a little spot in the ground well it has grown so when can i move it um
1: after this freeze it's probably yeah. going to turn around and, uh, kill it, top, kill it. And right. that means it'll be dormant and that would be a good time to move it. I would oh, wait, okay. let it be, let it be top killed. And right. I would wait until, you know, last freeze dates before you go to dig it up and move it.
5: Okay. So March something or other. Yeah. Okay, I can do that because I love it, and it comes back. I mean, the freeze doesn't seem to bother it. So, No, excellent. in our zone, it should freeze
1: to the ground and go dormant almost every year. And, it does. And as it warms up,
5: it'll come back for you. Yes, because it's now like six feet wide and six feet high, and it's yep. not where it should be. Okay, super. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Stay warm. You well,
1: too, be thanks warm. for the call, Susan. Um, let's go to the phone. This is Debbie.
5: Debbie,
1: There's what can I ask help you good with? Good morning.
5: Um, I have a question. I planted two Japanese maple trees. One is a coral bark and the other one is blood good over a year ago. Is there anything I need to, they're probably about five feet tall. They're not real big. Can I leave them out in the weather now, or should I do something to them?
1: Are they in pots? No, they're... They're in the ground, right?
5: Yes. hmm
1: Well, you will... Do not dig them up to try to protect No, no. <laughs> them. Yeah. But if you have some mulch, even a decent mm-hmm. compost... You can put a thick layer of mulch over the root zone of those two plants to help keep the roots warm, to help keep the roots from freezing.
5: Okay.
1: But um, that's really about all that you're going to do to them. It's probably not worth covering them, but keeping the roots from freezing will make a big difference.
5: Protect the roots. Okay, and the other thing is I have some pansies in pots. Will, like, a sheet over those be enough, or should I bring them in my garage? Bringing
1: them in your garage will guarantee it will be enough. Covering with a sheet or something, you only get four to six degrees of coverage. So if you get below 26, um, it'll freeze under the cover. Okay. They'll definitely survive bringing them in, but they may not survive just covering them.
5: Better safe than sorry, I guess. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for the call, Debbie. Um, Folks, I'm getting some texts that I want to kind of pass along to everybody, and that's that, um, for example, do you need to cover your Nellie Stevens Holly. No. If it's been in the ground a year, it will start to establish. And you have to understand they're going to be in the ground. They're going to have to adapt to this weather, which they grow in this environment, so they will. So do you need to cover them you will not harm the plants if you cover them do you have to cover them you do not if you water them well like today if you didn't get rain this week if you water them well to make sure there's some moisture in the soil that will help and protect the plants from freezing so you you shouldn't have to worry about them let's see what else do we have here um most of our plants especially our native plants they'll be fine they will be fine this isn't the kind of freeze we had during the freeze apocalypse This isn't particularly a walk in the park, but this is not that kind of freeze. We're only going to get about roughly a third of the freezing hours that we got during the freeze apocalypse. That's cold. That's not the best, but the plants will be okay. The nice thing is, is that, We're going to get cold, but it shouldn't be so continuous. Every degree above freezing is a benefit. So water, make sure there's moisture in the soil to prevent the freezing of the roots. That will help the plant come back. That ensures it can survive. And that's all we really, really want to deal with. Now, is it a good idea to water your plants? Yes. Container plants? Make sure they drain. Flower gardens? Things like that. Anything around your perennial plants and shrubs? Yes, it would be. It would be good to get moisture in the soil to keep the roots warm. Your turf grass, no, I don't know that you would need to water it. Our turf grasses should be able to handle this. You see St. Augustine grass up in the panhandle and stuff that gets covered with inches and inches of snow. They get cold. They get blowing winds. The St. Augustine grass should be fine. The turf grasses should survive this. And most of us, if you go and stick your finger in the dirt, in the middle of your turf, might find that, hey, you know what? It rained this week. Not a lot, but some. And you probably still have moisture there as it is. So is it worth going around and watering your flower beds and your shrubs and things like that? Yes. Do not drown them. Just get some water in the soil to protect the roots of the plants. Let's see here, folks. I'm up against a break. Uh, I will catch you all on the other side. We'll be right
0: back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Good back
1: everybody. The word of the day has been cold. Tomorrow's word is probably going to be cold. Maybe even colder. So Take the steps that you need to to protect your plants. Now, it's not just your plants, folks. The pipes, your pets, they cannot handle this weather. Keep them warm. Check on your neighbors. You don't know that they had a problem that you didn't and they could really use a hand. This cold weather is going to be bad. So prepare for it. Now, I have a couple of uh, cell phone batteries and uh big battery pack for my cell phones. They're getting charged up today, just in case. I don't have that kind of faith in the grid that some of you <laughs> say I should. So keep that in mind uh that's up to you but in the worst case scenario i'll still be able to contact someone and yeah i got a full tank of gas in both my cars so in a worst case scenario i can sit in my car and stay warm let's go to the phone this is scott scott what can i help you with
6: Hey, Jeff. uh, I had a bay laurel that uh, I just planted probably, I don't know, two, three months ago. Uh, I was planning on just putting a bucket over it with a couple of rocks. Should that be good enough? Those are kind of cold-hardy, aren't they?
1: Yes, sir, they are. And as a matter of fact, I did exactly what you said yesterday to mine. I was outside, I had a bucket in my hand, and I went, oh, hey, i got to remember to cover this put the bucket on it, the plant was watered, there was moisture in the soil before I did so, put the bucket on it, put a big rock on it, and I expect the laurel to do just fine.
6: Do they, are they normally evergreen or do they uh, drop their leaves if it gets cold enough?
1: No, they should be evergreen. Now a breeze like this, If you didn't cover it in a freeze like this, you may lose a few leaves, but I have, I had one, no, actually it's still out there, that's been in the ground, and every leaf on it froze off, and I'm like, oh, it died, and I would come out there the first day of spring, and son of a gun, it was coming back, they're really tough. Uh, yours, because it hasn't been in the ground that long, you are taking a good step to cover it and protect it. But okay, it that, was should... my,
6: that was my only worry because I've only had it in the ground a few months. I didn't know if it, yeah, uh, it... it would do just fine without it anyway.
1: You could t- cross your fingers on that one. Taking okay, that so... one extra step with the bucket, that's just going to help make it get through this.
6: Okay and I think mine is kind of losing a few leaves because uh, I haven't covered it. We, we live in a valley where we get colder than most people. yeah so yeah. I think I'm already losing a few leaves but it should still be okay right We've only gotten down to 21.
1: Yeah, it should be okay, um, okay. I I've, I've gotten down the bay laurel I have. We got down to eight and it froze every leaf off of it. But you know what? It came back. Had to trim it like crazy to get it to look decent, but it came back. So have some patience. So when they get
6: more mature, uh, and I obviously can't cover it with a bucket uh, and bigger, it should be okay?
1: Yeah, here's your only problem. They'll get bigger, and we'll have a winter where we don't have this kind of freeze, and they'll get really nice looking. Then we will get cold and you won't be able to cover it you'll probably in the spring have to simply cut it back to cut out the dead but it should survive just fine
6: okay and if if it does freeze all the way down it probably come back from the roots right
1: yeah we yeah it should even though you're colder than because of being in a low spot it should still come back from the roots Okay. Thank you, sir. You bet. Thanks for the call, Scott. Yeah, folks, uh, I love my bay laurel. They smell so good. They can be beautiful plants. Unfortunately, we found out that bay laurels are one of rabbits' favorite foods. So we had one in a pot, and one day we looked out there, and most of the leaves were gone. We're like, "What's going on here?" And uh, we happened to catch a rabbit up on our back deck where the pots were, and he was just a feasting. So we had to wrap it with some uh, wire mesh to keep it so the rabbit wouldn't eat it. We're trying to figure out something better than the wire mesh, because it's it's made the plant grow kind of condensed. We wanted it to be more bushy. So we're working on that one, um, but I have one that's probably 18 inches tall, maybe 18 inches tall, bushing out, nice and green. And I just took a kitty litter bucket and put it on top of the plant, and put a big rock on it. And we will leave it there until we're back into the, G. it's not gonna be that cold anymore. That'll be, hopefully they're saying that'll be about wednesday that's okay that plant will never be phased by being covered for those four days so prepare yourself make sure that you've taken care of you your home make sure you've taken care of your pets your plants but Frost cloth isn't going to be enough for many of our plants. It doesn't mean that you can't come up with better, but frost cloth is not going to be enough of a cover for as cold as we're going to get. Stuff underneath it with these temperatures will still wind up freezing. So some of your plants, Consider bringing in, if possible, more. Consider that you may lose them, and you can plant something different, and see how you, how that plant survives. We're going to lose some plants. Oh, good, good point. I was reminded by my wife. We went out and emptied our bird bath. It will be cold enough that they're going to freeze, and that means the freeze can break them. So we got the water out of them. If you have an unglazed pot, you know those brown clay pots, that pot, because it's not glazed, is covered with microscopic little cracks in it, little pits and things like that. If water is in those little places, and the temperature drops, and actually the temperature only has to be four degrees above zero, that wa- above freezing, excuse me, that water will freeze and expand, and it will crack the pots break off, flake off parts of those pots. So if you got bird bath, empty them to help reducing the risk of them freezing. Now, I don't have a super fancy bird bath, but the ceramic glazed tray that I use was expensive, and I don't want it to break. actually had one that didn't break at all, but... It started, uh, it started to leak. So every time we filled it with water, we'd look and be like, wow, it hasn't even been a full day and it's out of water. So those are the steps you're going to need to take that you're going to need to think of as this cold comes by. Make sure you're prepared Your pets are taken care of. You do what you can for your plants and always keep an eye on the neighbors. Make sure that they did the same thing. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally coming up to the top of the hour and the end of the show. I will talk to you all again tomorrow at 8 a.m. with a big cup of very hot coffee. See you then.